I see things. You laugh at an old man. <laughs> There's them that laughs and knows better. See the TV cameras yet? That's what I'm kidding right now is this weird chills. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and from where Watch I out. sit, there just ain't enough damn dogs. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Dude, I feel... What was that? Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch them. Drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, bestiality. We may ask what is real. Murder, vampire. Anything beyond that is dangerous. He's a liar. The demon is a liar. He would like to confuse us. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And psychological. And it's themselves. Powerful. As a dog listener. We would not be here. All we need do is sit back and watch. That's right. It's a dog eat dog world, and from where I sit, there just ain't enough damn dog. For where I sit, there just ain't enough damn stuff. It's a dog-eat-dog world. For where I sit, there just ain't enough damn stuff. Welcome to another episode of Freaky Fridays. I'm your host, General Lee, and in attendance, we have my co-host, a phenomenal New York Patriot. Uh, and for today, we have an extraordinary guest indeed, whose own podcast is coming up to five years in the making, just about covers the vast majority of any and every subject known to humanity. Uh, with that <laughs> being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host and creator of Unlocking the Code podcast, Triffin. Now then, Chiffin. How are you, boys? Well, listen, I've got to say, that music creates a bit of intention, doesn't it, man? That's a <laughs> oh, mate, to, that uh, intro is fucking big. Yeah, man, I, I, I was lost in that intro, and then you just started the uh, start of the show. But, hey, listen, thanks for having me on, boys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I am the host and uh, creator of Unlocking the Code. And, yeah, we are about to turn five uh about 160 something episodes now. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, foc- focusing on uh, a lot of the megalith stuff. A lot, of, you know. There's all the stuff we like, basically. Yeah. Look, I look. I've listened to a few. As I said, I do my research. So I've listened to you guys the last week or so to to get up to speed and uh, everything that I talk about. We talk about. And you you boys talk about. So. Uh, where did you want to take me tonight, boys? What, what what questions do you have for me? And um, I'm open. And thank you very much. Well, you know what I think I really, I, which you pointed out before, which blew my mind. Uh, this is actually three different countries connecting at once. We have Australia, we have the United Kingdom, and the United States. So I just wanted to make that, you know, known. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that is an achievement awesome. in itself. That is an yeah. achievement in itself, mate, yeah, isn't it? Awesome. Yeah, some wild stuff. Uh... Listen, you know, you had mentioned before, I think, about old, old, uh, like stuff, like you know, uh, fuck, why I'm, I'm drawing a blank here on what word I want to use. I guess, like uh, you said, there's like kind of like old stuff that might bring paranormal. Uh, you had paranormal things going around, like ancient, yes, ancient things. Interesting, mate. Yeah, that type of stuff. Okay, I, I mean, I think, yeah. Look, man, 
Look, I've got some personal experiences I could share with you boys. Happy to happy to share if that's it when we when we go there. But look, uh, the UTC, as we call it, unlocking the code, is dedicated to looking into the what was the advanced advanced Asian civilization that once existed here on the planet, right? Uh, you know the 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 elevator pitch being twelve thousand eight hundred years ago, rocks came from the sky and reset the world. Okay, mm, and yeah. and prior to that, there was another civilization that existed. And look, you know, all over. And look, interesting, right? The three countries that are represented here tonight, it's all over the Americas, it's all over uh, Europe. And as I'm finding out, the the history here in Australia is something that is very much untold. But we do have a interesting role in this whole scenario, you know. And I think from a you know a spiritual or a cultist or you know paranormal aspect. I thought about a, a story that you boys would enjoy uh, and it involves, so I spent time in Arnhem land in the Northern territory. Okay. Where uh, the indigenous Australians live. All right. And I was privileged enough to be, we play AFL down here. It's a, it's a, like a football, we call it. It's a version of one of our versions of football. And instead of the tribes warring up there, they play football. Right. And they will invite other players onto the land and I, and I was privileged enough to be invited because basically I didn't give no quarter, but I wasn't an, an asshole. You know what I mean? So I was a hard <laughs> yeah, player, yeah. but I was fair. So they recognized that and they invited me onto the land. Amazing, <laughs> amazing experience. So, sorry to interrupt, mate, but you know, oh, when mate. you talk about football, would, it, would this be, uh, cause there's, there's different kinds of football, especially yeah. in uh, Australia. Is it, would it be Aussie rules? Or Aussie rules, yeah, yeah. Aussie, Aussie rules. rules. Crazy yeah, game, but, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the thing about Aussie rules, and this is sort of left field, but uh, the thing about Aussie rules, it's a mix between Gaelic football and actually a traditional the Indigenous used to play. So it truly is Australian rules. Okay, so <laughs> it's an adaptation between Gaelic football and a game the Indigenous used to play down here. I've got a, I've got American cousins actually patriot from uh, from Ohio, and uh, they came down and we took them to an Aussie Rules game and they're like, "What is going on?" Like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but yeah, those, so, um... we, yeah, it's got invited out to Indigenous land, and it was a, and all talk about spiritual and sort of paranormal type experiences. That land out there is, you know, Australia is the oldest piece of rock on the planet. Okay. <laughs> And that yeah. land out there, you know, the sacred land gets thrown around a lot, right? But out there, that is truly sacred land. And we went to, we, we actually built spears and we, uh, we went through a whole bit of a ceremony. And I was sitting around the fire uh, and there was an old man there. And look, you got a, a bit of context, boys. I'm like 17, right? So I'm an idiot, okay? <laughs> However, um, uh, I remember having this conversation because it, it, you know, it's one of those ones that spark my curiosity. I was talking to this uh, indigenous elder about why didn't the indigenous invent the wheel here in Australia? Cause they didn't. Okay. They lived here for a hundred thousand years and they, they didn't get that far. And he said to me, he gave me two answers. And he said to me, number one, we like being connected to the land. A journey takes as long as it takes. It's not about the destination which I thought was very profound. I always remember that. Yeah. But then the second thing Sorry. he said to me, he goes, and if we have to travel long distance, we just go through the caves. 
and we go in one cave in the Kimberleys and we come out another cave in the Grand kilometers in an instant okay basically what he was saying is there's portals here in australia where you walk through one cave and like say you know 100 yards 50 meters later you're across the country it's crazy and that, that, isn't it? it's just a crazy thought bug, yeah. and that's how they used to travel from sacred place to sacred place there's yeah. portals yeah. here in australia and it was just a matter of fact. He was like, yeah, that's just what we do. We just, you know, go in the cave and we come out in the grandpa's. And it was just like, as if it was just like normal to him, yeah, as if it that, was that, just like walk eat shop or something. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think, look, I think when we talk about, and as I say, I've listened to a lot of your stuff the last few days, and when we talk about occult, we talk about spirituality, we talk about paranormal. Yeah. I think there's there's vast similarities between it all, but I uh-huh. think, especially with some of the paranormal stuff, we don't, it's a perception that we maybe just don't understand anymore. You know what I mean? Or we can't see it or we don't yeah. have access to understand it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we just, yeah. I definitely think there's a huge link and, between all And those the things. thing is, is that so now move into the modern day, there's a place in a national park out here where basically you, you go walking down this track and you come out two states away in Western Australia, right, which is, again, 300 yeah. kilometres away. It happens that regularly that the – and this is today, right? It happens that regularly that the farmers yeah. out there regularly find tourists wandering their uh, property, and they're like, oh, you just came from National Park, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> just come and stay the night. We'll take you back in the morning. Wow. And that's that's happening today, you know? You know, it's sort of similar to stuff like the skinwalker, you know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of stuff. You know, you want to talk about our paranormal stuff in Australia. We've got the Yowies, which is our Bigfoots, you know what I mean? That's yeah. an interesting conversation. Uh, um, you know, and the thing about Australia is it's so big, right? People don't understand how large it is, okay? Uh, I think it takes 15 hours to drive across the state that I'm in long time in it that's long enough yeah yeah. right and yeah so there's so much unexplored country out here you know i think and the spirituality the deep spirituality that is here could have been and look this is an interesting topic could have been the start of what i what i what i'm seeing as what was once a, a global spiritual culture or a global religion, for want of a better uh, description, right? Um, which does echo throughout time, everywhere, everywhere. If you look, you know. Yeah, you know what I, I you I, I actually find the whole thing with the mines very interesting because, like you mentioned, the Skinwalker and like Skinwalker Ranch. Looking into it has uh, has a lot of mines going on, or like a lot of tunnels. And then you mentioning the same yeah. thing over there. I find that, you know, I, I'm starting to wonder what's, you know, really behind all these tunnel things. Well, the tunnels are interesting, man. Like we we looked into, because there's a lot of tunnels. So apparently, apparently there's a set of tunnels that run from basically Turkey to Scotland, okay, underground, right? Wow. And, you know, you talk about the stuff in South America. There's tunnels running all over South America. Same thing, like you're talking uh, in Skinwalker. There's cave systems that run everywhere here you know 
I mean, are we, you know, are you talking about the ant people? Is that where you're going? Are you going with an underground race? Because, I mean, the more I look into that, the less of a crazy idea it sounds, you know? And it is actually the indigenous story for more than one culture across the globe. Yeah. yeah. There's commonalities the with a lot of us. The OP Indians, what? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about the, the first, ant, yeah. yeah, yeah. They talked the about the ant people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who basically brought them up, uh, came up and said, there's a cataclysm coming, come down under the ground with us. And when it's okay up top, we'll take you back. Uh, that's the that's one of their creation stories and that's not you know there's there's echoes of that story everywhere you know i mean yeah the 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 symbolism that we see you know in the research that we've done here over the years echoes around everything okay so so australia had a stonehenge Okay. Oh, wow. Up okay. until up until nineteen forty six, Australia had a Stonehenge. And it was now not too sure if I can share here. Can I share here? I don't know if I can share, but I could show you a picture of a computer regeneration of it. However, I think you are you can um, cut. You need, a good friend of mine, Richard, sure he found can. the documents. A bit like Indiana Jones, man. He found them behind <laughs> this filing cabinet, this old folder. <laughs> and um what he discovered was the survey documents of this site from the 1930s, pre-World War II. Now, this thing is next level, right? And it would have been much older than the uh, original stone, obviously the Stonehenge we understand in, in the UK where Lee is. Um, however, that then led me down a rabbit hole of standing stones and standing stones are literally everywhere, right? When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. Yeah, and they all... Yeah. And they all have spiritual and, you know, they're all aligned too. That's the other thing about them. It's like they're all aligned to the winter solstice or the summer solstice, you know. Oh, that's interesting. You've got the yeah, mound building. Um, mm. Do you have a lot of those spiral-shaped yeah. things yeah. out there, like spiral-shaped monument type things with, like, stones? Uh, it's not It's not uncommon, the spiral. Yeah, yeah, the spiral's not uncommon. The uh, the medicine wheel, I suppose, the, or the Celtic cross, we don't, whichever way you want to uh -huh. think about it, you know, the circle with the cross in the middle, uh, that's a symbol that is used in a lot of a lot of occultism and stuff like that. Uh, that's common around here. Basically, what I see is that there's about th I think they they reckon it's thirty two or thirty three symbols that if you look in oh. cave art across the globe, that they're all the same, right? It, yeah. There's representations of all these symbols across the globe. Uh, and there, as I say, there seems to be an echo of a uh, a global society or religion, right? And one of the things they did is they built stone, you know, and that's that's one yeah, of the focuses yeah. that we have here. They use, they built massive fucking things out of stone. Um, and it was all, I think, for me, if you were to talk about a spiritual aspect of it, the, the megalithic culture, what the research suggests is that the, the ancient megalithic culture that once existed is probably the last time that science and spirituality were one, oh. okay? Uh, and I think, you know, you talk about, obviously, you know, I've got some uh, some Mason documents I might share with you boys a little bit later if we want to go down that awesome. path. Oh, of course. Um, however, you know, all these secret societies and all this stuff and all this ancient knowledge that we're supposedly tapping into, I think is echoes of that. 
Yeah. And, you know, potentially we had understanding of things we don't now understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're totally right. I think you nailed it. I think it it was something that was much more unknown. Is everybody frozen? In the past. And, uh, oh, yeah, you've been frozen for a while. Yeah, the connection, it, luckily the audio sounds good, but the video connection's horrible. Audio spots on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah the audio's fine. Um, yeah, I do think it was something that most people, uh, well, I can't say most people, but it was probably a lot more known in the past of like in the actual science, and now it's being hidden from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Look, you know, the, the Australian Stonehenge, is it, is it, is it got a name? As such no well this is this is the issue right um right is that it doesn't really okay give me give me two seconds uh i might be able to share something with you boys if you give me two seconds uh look the australia stonehenge it's hard to explain but basically it was two medicine wheels connected with an arch okay right and it uh it was basically a journey from you know from one side to the other okay yeah um, that's yeah, we could do that. All right, let's have a look here. So, if I go like that, yeah, uh, I was getting ready to look okay. it up myself trying to find it. If I go like that, can you boys see that? Can you see that? Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so this is like this is a computer regeneration, right? So, we see the two. Right. Medicine like an aerial, aerial view, like yeah. Well, basically, right. what Richard found was the the survey documents, okay, uh, and he's used those survey documents to build different versions of it, and that's basically what it looked like, okay. Now, what you've got to understand down here is that the creation story is that of the Pleiades. Have you boys heard about the the Pleiades, the seven sisters? I've heard of the Pleiades, no. Seven Sisters, no. No, but I'm, I mean, I'm looking into it through yeah, some of your there you shows. Go. That, that is actually the original survey documents joined together. Wow. Okay, from the 1930s. That's interesting. Now, now, the other thing is, too, with this, is that a lot of this was actually crystal boys, okay? It wasn't just stone. Crystals? Crystal, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. Oh. Uh, and there's, you know, and it's interesting, one of the biggest crystal trading places on the planet is basically 20 kilometres down the road from here. So it's like echoes of civilization, right? And we see here in the middle, see those seven, those seven stones there? That's the representative of the seven sisters, okay? Uh, the Palladian star system. And a lot of creation stories come from that, you know, the Palladians versus the Orions, basically, Uh but what's also interesting is that if you draw a straight line from these seven stones straight across the ocean, they're looking directly at Easter Island. Now, there's only seven stat- there's only seven statues on Easter Island that face out. All the rest of them face in towards the island. And these seven stones basically line up with that island if you draw a straight line across the ocean. Right. So, you know, the, the, the connections... Uh, interesting. However, what you're looking at here was the representative of an initiation. It's a spiritual journey. Like this is from the light to the dark. And the the local stories and the information that we've been able to dig out is basically 
there was what they would call right that would be situated here i mean they could be these ones that are colored i think um are different types of stone okay yeah and there would be an elder that would take you through that journey mm. now what's interesting is that the egyptians probably came and took this journey okay um right, which is right. it's something and again we talk about the the, the echoes of the spirituality that we're all trying to find, that deep spirituality, I think this is what we're trying to look for. It's the echoes, man. This is the representative of the echoes that exist, you know? Yeah. What, um, do you it's have like, a... uh, because, like... Go ahead, Lee. Go on, mate, okay. No, it's all right, mate. I've got it written down anyway, so I'll just pop in with it in a minute. What Do you know what kind of uh, crystals was out there? You mentioned that like some of it might have been all crystal, sorts of right? stuff, mate. We find all sorts of. St- oh, okay. Yeah, we all we find all sorts of stuff down here. Okay, uh, there's all sorts of different crystal. There's here in Australia, we've got most of the rare earth minerals, and we've got lots of different crystal. But there was a, um, I'm not too sure if it's in this folder. Uh, I know that's, that's Baalbek. Sorry, we're on a megalithic journey. Uh, there, I'll, I'll stop sharing there, mate. Um, yeah, there was a. A crystal, a lot of quartz around here. Obviously, gold is very prevalent down under. Okay, so we have a lot of quartz crystals. We have a lot of um, different types of stone that we do find everywhere. However, there was a crystal that I know you'll be interested in that, uh, and Richard saw this. And I've yet to see it myself. I've been trying to tee up, but the, the COVID bullshit sort of put put uh, stop to a few of the field trips we were going to do. However, um, yeah, there's a crystal that basically when you shine a light through it, it projects an image on the wall like a landscape, like it's taken a photo. Jeez, man. That was – which crystal is that, Jeffen? It looks like a bit of quartz. I've got a picture of it somewhere. Uh, I right, didn't come okay. prepared, but uh, I can send it through to you boys uh, another day if you like. Yeah, I've got a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, sound, mate, sound. Uh, not, of, not of it projecting on the wall, but just of the – just of the, the stone itself. Yeah. Um, what's interesting too, that if you, so I talked to an Egyptologist, because uh, there's hieroglyphs down here, Egyptian hieroglyphs, right? And they are, they are genuine and they tell of an interesting story. However, yeah. um, I talked to an Egyptologist. Now, if you go looking for a battery, you know, like a double A battery, in Egypt, you ask for crystals. That's the word in Egyptian right. for battery. I don't think, right. you know, we don't understand what they're supposed to be used for. You know what I mean? It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, even like you, you um, I've how far about this goes, like um, in, in, in years, linking like yeah, Egyptian and Australia. And it never ends, it, man. It, it no, goes back. I mean, it goes back. Oh, well, the Egyptian connection from a realistic uh, evidential sense is there. there's boomerangs that are found in Egyptian tombs dating back 5,000 years. And, and it's known as the foreign weapon. That's the the foreign call. weapon. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Mm. It's like th- this is 
I mean, it's like like I said when we spoke uh, the other week, uh, Shifford. Uh, it's only recent that I, that I've um, been like researching how how far back Australia goes, and it's oh, he's fucking gone. fascinating. It really is um, because we're we're not educated on any of this. Did you know how far back it goes, uh, NYP? No, I, I don't know much about Australia at all, which is why no, I find it very No, this is exactly what I mean. It's uh, it's like it's fucking properly hidden. Yeah, um, man. It shouldn't be. It really shouldn't. And the thing is, it's the oldest representation here, boys, right? So we talk about Well, they the do say that, right? The, like the Aborigines, right? Might have been like hmm. the originals. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's... Uh, it, that 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 spirituality that we're all trying to chase that that earth based connection to ourself and the planet that we exist on and potentially to access the the magic that I think we once had access to but we probably fucked up and they took it away from us um, uh, and you know that's probably what we're searching for as well in a way um, however yeah man it's 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 fascinating stuff. Look, I, I took you boys down a bit of a rabbit hole. I can get back to the paranormal stuff if you want, but oh no, wherever you, this is interesting. Oh no, man, we'll just let, let it flow. It is really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, man. Look, I think you know, like I say, it the the echoes that I see. Right? Have you boys looked into triptych architecture? Do you know about the symbolism that exists in the churches and all that sort of stuff? The no. The pagan symbolism that exists in the cathedrals and that sort of stuff, because that's an echo, man. There's there's these symbols. There's the spiral, like you talked about, Patriot. There's yeah. the the medicine wheel. There's the flower of life. There's all these things that are represented, not only in rock art dating back tens, thirty, who knows how many thousands of years, realistically, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, right through to now. You know what I mean? And that symbolism, again, you would have seen in the OTO Patriot. I've seen in the Masonic stuff that I've looked into. It's all the same, man. And the story's all the same too, you know? The yeah. story's all the same yeah. as well. Yeah. A lot of things are just like an archetype being told over or a story being told over just in a different way. Yeah, for sure. Just in a, yeah, sure. just a different interpretation, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, Australia's got an interesting role to play, Uh and it is hidden, and it almost seems like it was deliberately done. Okay, unfortunately, uh, General, it was uh, it was your people that did it, and it's true, man. Uh, <laughs> but, I know, uh, mate. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, we we we're, we're here now, aren't we? Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. No, it's all good. I'm just, look. As, it's my role as an Australian to give you shit because you're a pom, mate. Okay, if, if I didn't do that, I would. Uh... I know, mate. But just just bear in mind, though. Look at your flag <laughs> in the top corner. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only I'm joking, good. mate. We're good. Uh, We're good. No, no, no. It's all good, man. But no, look. Honestly, in in all seriousness, stepping away from that and understanding that we're all here now together. The 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 rule was right. So let's say let's say patriot you know, had to feed his family and he stole a pig to feed his family, right? For that, he was a naughty boy. <laughs> they, 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 chucked, they chucked him on a ship down to Australia, right? Yeah. Let's, pre let's pretend Patriot was a good You're boy, right? Already, aren't you? Yeah. No, that's all right. He was a good boy. He was a good boy when he came down here. He did what he was told, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so because of that, <laughs> they <know>. gave the, the crown <laughs> gives you some land, Patriot. That's what happens, man. The crown gives you some land, okay? Oh, okay. And then but they say they say <laughs> that you can have this land, right? However, if you find anything to take the land back. Right? Huh. So inadvertently, what do the farmers do? They do what anyone does. They just if they find anything, they knock it over, man. They don't say a word because <laughs> they don't want to lose their land. And the stuff when the people did report it, they would come in and they'd take it over and they'd destroy it. Okay. The indigenous Australians were far more advanced than anyone, even us here in Australia, has been led to believe. Okay. They had city centers, they had agriculture, they had stone buildings, they, you know what I mean? Not on a grand yeah. scale because they were still very much a, a transient uh, culture. They just, you know, they went walkabout, as we say. However, they Is were that much where the more advanced. Comes from? Yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah, wow. and what's in, and what's interesting, like, uh, it's fascinating. So, like, obviously, I'm I'm as white as a ghost, but I do have some indigenous uh, in my lineage going back three or four generations on my mum's side, and right. uh, I like going walk about too. You know what I mean? It's 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 I love disappearing into the bush. It's nothing for me to just go for a wander into the bush for three hours. And come back. You can't be going for a posture of out, can you? It's like no. I live, where no. I live, there's like a valley at back of me, and it's fucking lovely going down there. Really is. But you want to talk spiritual and paranormal, man? That's my church. You know what I mean? When you're out there yes, and you're one yeah. with the land, man. You know, and I think what I find interesting about on a, you know, you want to talk about weird experiences in the bush, you know. <laughs> It's definitely here in Australia, it's very, if you're connected, it's instinctual, right? Yeah. There's that you want, you wander into a place. Now, we, I don't know, bush, forest, jungle, you know, whatever, I think it's, I don't know, it depends on where we're from, right? I'm not sure about the terminologies, but um, uh, there's places where you walk into it's like, hang on a minute, I could get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> you just know, that's like, I'm yeah, just know. Yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. walk into a place, it's yeah. like, no, nah, it's time to go. It's time to leave. We're at this place right now. Uh, I don't I'm know not why. Yeah, that's it. I don't know why, and I don't need to know why. Because uh, you trust those instincts, man. That's, yeah. That's the, yeah, yeah. That's your survival stuff. But you definitely, in Australia, a lot of times when I've been in the remote areas, you do feel like you're being watched, right? And, you know, the, the indigenous culture does talk in a spiritual sense about you know, the elders never stop walking the land and all these sorts of things, you know what I mean? And there's definitely when you go to sacred areas, there's definitely an energy to them if you are sensitive to that, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy place for those that haven't been here. It's difficult to explain because we've got everything from the jungle to the rainforest, to the, to the desert. And I've sort of been everywhere, right? I used to work remotely, uh, working on like oil rigs and mines and stuff like that. So yeah, I spent a lot of time in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, and- it's almost, it's like almost as if that land is unforgiving. Um, it can be. It's, it it's can got be. everything on it, everything. Yeah. It can be. I mean, I know all, 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 most of the Americans I talk to, like, oh, everything's going to kill you over here. No, the, the Poms say that as well. And look, that is sort of true, but I mean, you know, just don't t- don't poke it, you know. <laughs> it's not, it's not it's like anything, mate, in it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
But I tell you what, there is a there is a thing we call here down called the Min Min lights. Okay, we call them the Min Min lights. Min Min lights. I'll just spell that there, please, Tristan. M I N M I N Min Min. M I N M I Min Min. Yeah, big spiders too. Yes, we do have big spiders down here. Uh, down here, Helen. Uh, there's big bastards, and there's you know little black bastards, and there's. But again, we just don't don't poke the spiders. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> do you guys you get, get many uh, funnels? You, sorry, MIP. Sorry, mate. Do you guys get snow as well at all? Yes, yes, we do, That's but in different regions in the in the in the in the mountain regions, right? So there's a mountain range that runs for thousands of kilometers down the east coast of Australia. And yeah, a lot of snow happens up there. Yeah, I find that interesting. Like some countries, like you, like you said, like you have you know forest, desert, then you even have snow areas, mountain regions. Like you know, even India, yeah, rain, it's like India, rain, you forest, can, jungle, you everything. experience every type of fucking you know uh, climate or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. that interesting right. in itself that you can experience all that in that one spot. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's almost I believe, and it considering how hot the country is. On it can be. Planet Earth, I bet. Fascinating, mate. Min Min lights. Yeah, so the Min Mins, okay. So the Min Mins are basically a light that appears in the middle of nowhere, okay? And it doesn't move. And this, this, so before I experienced it, I had heard tell of it. Where it doesn't move, it stays a consistent distance away from you, it's bloody bright, and it doesn't... uh, go anywhere basically and then it, it, it winks right. on and then it winks off right is it similar to northern light no no this is it almost right. looks like uh i'll tell you the story okay so it's so it's two o'clock in the morning uh i me and my offsider we're traveling basically home from our shift uh we basically could leave any time in the next day so we'd wake up at one o'clock in the morning and drive home uh and so it's the middle of the night and like no one else on the road and we're driving down the highway. And again, this is literally a hundred miles or, you know, 200 Ks from anywhere. Okay. And this light appears in the distance. And the thing is, what you got to understand is that where I was working, I was working in uh, oil and gas. So it's, and I was in logistics. All right. I was the, you know, project management, that sort of stuff. So, I knew where all the rigs were. I knew where the sites were. You know what I mean? Like that light was not supposed to be where it was supposed to be. Yeah. And it was like, I've seen, have you seen like a train coming towards you at, at night? It was a bit like that. Okay. But there's no train track out there. Okay. It was like a big light on the front of a locomotive sort of thing. And didn't matter what we did, it didn't get any further. Okay? And look, this went on for about 10 minutes. And I sort of, I finally looked to my officer and said, mate, are you seeing what I'm seeing? He's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to say anything, but this is weird. And <laughs> it probably, it probably kept going for about, and it was like, it was looking at us. It was like, it was tracking the car. Cause I mean, you know, remember we're doing a hundred Ks an hour. So well, look, we're doing a hundred Ks an hour. If you get what I mean. Right. Uh, so you're traveling, um, you're traveling on here. Yeah. 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 Um, so about- no, and it was tracking us, you know what I mean? So, and then all of a sudden, as, 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 as it, as, as quickly as it appeared, it went out. And what color yeah. lights were and these? It's like a, it was very bright white. Oh, okay. I was almost like there was a spotlight on us. Uh, and then, yeah, like 15 minutes. So you got to imagine what's that? I don't know, 
few miles, five k's, something like that, uh, yeah. that we would have travelled a bit more, maybe. I would, I would have been more because we we're doing about one hundred and thirty. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, man, that was that was an interesting experience, dude, it, and otherworldly, right? Otherworldly, yeah. you know. What do you think about this? I mean, what's your opinion on like UFOs and shit like that? Stuff that's seen in the sky. Well, I saw one, man. I, I had, yeah. I've had one genuine sighting. Okay, uh, and look, I think, yeah, I could reach. Here we go. See that book there, man? That's an aliens book. That is like uh, thirty years old or something. I bought this book when I was like nine, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I can't. The yeah. video is so screwed up. I can't even see it. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Yeah. So yeah, you I, look okay. You look okay. It's interesting, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of like uh, every few minutes it will just change to your pose. That's about it. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just keep going. Yeah, the audio is um, great, though. So sorry, man. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that into account then, mate. Um, yeah, no. So I was probably about 14, okay, uh, at the front of my house in Victoria, in Ballarat. And me and a few friends were lying on the driveway looking at the stars because back then we didn't have any phones or any of that sort of stuff. What did you do at night? You, you know, chilled out on the driveway and looked at the stars, a nice clear night. And then this thing appeared, right? And it started to bounce across the sky, okay? And we watched it for about, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds or so. And then I had like this small telescope inside. So I sprinted inside to go and get the telescope and as I came back out, I looked up to see it sort of boom, zoom, take away, you know, take off. Um, yeah. And yeah, that, uh, yeah, that one, that one was an interesting one, you know. And I think I saw a good quote tonight about the UFO sort of alien thing. It's like saying there's no aliens in our solar system is like saying. Uh, you know, it's like saying there's no sharks or whales in an ocean if you pick up a teaspoon of water. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, you know, we are, you know, we're a backwater solar system in a, in a backwater Milky Way uh, galaxy. However, it's undeniable, I think. There is some sort of, you know, and look, even the, the Pentagon's coming out and releasing stuff. However, that always makes me question it more. It's like, why are you telling us this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't take stock in, I, you know, the more they re- reveal, I'm like, what's going on? What do, What are you trying to sell me? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the real I mean, fucking deal here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I could tell you, so we we're talking about the, the Seven Sisters, the Pleiades earlier, okay? Uh, of a creation story that's in uh, Indigenous down here, but it's also the Indigenous creation story of a lot of different uh, cultures. And there's a guy called Bruce Fenton. Actually, he's over your way, uh, General. Uh, he um, he basically says that 780,000 years ago, uh, uh, the, the, the seven sisters of the Pleiades visited it. So the story goes, right? Yeah. The, the original story is the three brothers of Orion chased the seven sisters of the Pleiades across the stars to here, okay? And they... Uh, adapted or modified the hominids that were existed on this planet uh, at that time, which technically is us. And at some point, uh, you know, there was a war broke out and the ship exploded in orbit, okay? Now, that all sounds pretty fantastical, okay? Uh, 
if I couldn't, you know, the camera's not really working, but I'm actually currently holding a piece of that supposed ship, okay? So even if you look it up on NASA, right, it's called Australite Tektite, the stone that I'm holding at the moment, right? Now, if you look up the the history of the world with NASA, even, you know, even the, the academics will say that 780,000 years ago, there was something in a low Earth orbit over the planet, okay? And it basically, something happens to it and it fell into the planet, which is why we find Australite Tektite in a massive stream across pretty much the whole of Australia and into Asia, okay? Now, it's a silica-based stone, okay? And a, a crystal, basically, right? Now, what is allowing us to chat across three countries? It's silica, uh. okay? Right? It, those silica connections, that, that's what's allowing us to do it. The screen that we're all looking into is most likely an LCD screen, a liquid crystal display, okay? So... There's actually more evidence for something crashing into the planet. Seven now, the, the, what's trippy about it, right? So, say the story goes that it exploded in orbit. Now, if it exploded in orbit, then there's probably some on the moon. Now, when they went to the moon, and look, we could have an extended discussion about that and whether they did or they didn't, and how many times. However, um, they brought back what would be considered Australite tektite if they found it on earth okay so something exploded in orbit 780,000 years ago now the story goes that they genetically modified the hominids down here and basically stepped us up a tick now there's also you can discuss dna right so it's like the yeah. homo sapien sapien dna has jumped forward in the last million years right and it's i can't remember I'm pulling these, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass, boys, all right? So don't quote me on anything, okay? Um, but it's it's there or thereabouts, all right? But it's like I think there's been six changes in our DNA profile in Homo sapiens sapien, and all of them basically have to do with the brain, the cortex, you know, the, the what we're doing right now, being able to communicate with each other uh, and our dexterity, okay? And look, we could have a whole discussion about that. However... That you know, and I don't know if you boys can see me yet, but that stone that I'm holding in my hand is Australite tektite, which is is part of that story. You know, and I think, right. yeah. you know, we're an interesting being. What we're doing here, how we got here, because I mean, how many hominids do you boys think they've identified now? Different types of bipedal species. Do you know the number? How many? <sighs> no, not at all. I won't like to guess, mate. I won't like to guess. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's now, most of those, wow. what's interesting is most of those, they don't even have a full skeleton. Looking into it, the research is pretty thin. However, um, that's what they reckon. Okay. You know, and look, I mean, you know, you, you want to talk about weird things that are potentially not from around here. The, the Paracas skulls in South America. Have you boys heard about those? <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, you want to go down an interesting rabbit hole. So there's a heap of these elongated skulls that were found in oh, Paracas. Okay, I've heard of the elongated. I may not have heard of these, but yeah, I've heard of elongated yeah, with skulls. Yeah, the, and, and they had the red hair. Okay, they yeah, had I've heard hair. about that, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're very odd, man. Um, and it's, again, that's another one of those pieces of what they call upart or out-of-place artifacts that everyone just ignores because it fucks with the story too much. 
but yeah, that I mean, okay. So you want to talk about UFOs and you know all that sort of stuff in the Sumerian texts? Okay, they said that they knew that the cataclysm was coming so that was going to be so bad that they fled the planet. <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah. And where they go. It really is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, when you get into that Sumerian stuff, that shit gets pretty uh, pretty wild and deep. Wild, yeah. Again, man, again, echoes of another civilization, you know? And look, I mean, you the thing with the like the the tic tac and all that sort of stuff, my question is is with that is what's under the ocean, man? You know what I mean? They all come out of the ocean. They all go back into the ocean, a lot of them. That's where they're seen. So what's under the ocean? Considering we know more about our near-Earth space than we do about our own oceans. Yeah, you're totally right on that. You had mentioned something before when you mentioned about, like, you know, I think judging UFOs by, like, you know, pulling a spoon of water out of the ocean. I was even mm. thinking then, like, we don't even know what the fuck's in our own oceans. We don't, man. And a lot of these, a lot of these <laughs> things are spotted told. over the ocean. Yeah. You know? And, you know, he's and, – and look, follow me here for a second, right? So let's pretend we're, we're, we're an ancient race that has existed on this planet for who knows how long, okay? Uh, after a while, because the thing is, people don't understand that shit falls out of the sky every now and again, you know what I mean? And much more often than we've been led to believe, okay? How many, how many near-Earth objects do you think near missed us last year? The, num- the number is nearly, in, I think it's nearly 100, okay? And I think a few of those were city killers, if they had a hit properly, all right? So every now and again, rocks come out of the sky, super volcanoes go off. After a while, you would figure out that maybe living under the ocean is a bit more stable or living underground, like the ant people, is a bit more stable, maybe closer to the core where it's warmer and more stable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I know you would think that one, you mate, but... <sighs> Fucking hell, mate. The fascination, it's... It runs thick, um, and, and the more the more you look into it, um, the more fascinating it it seemingly becomes. Oh, absolutely! And you know, look, man, don't don't take anything I say as gospel or me thinking that I know, because the one thing I do know is that I don't fucking know. Okay? Yeah, uh, I know what you mean, mate. I know what right. you mean. However. What I do do here, you know, unlocking the code and just with other research that I do outside of the podcast is I do try and look at it from all perspectives, man. You know, yeah. and then I... You've got to, I think, mate. You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, and then I'll talk about what I see through my common sense and my critical thinking Yeah. that I think is potentially possible, man. Look, do I think there's a super advanced race living under the ocean? I don't fucking know. Yeah, mate, it fucking right. could be. There really yeah, could. There is. And, you know... Yeah, you talk to, you know, the David Fravor. I mean, he saw what he saw, man. You know what I mean? And that guy yeah. is reliable. Um, however, outside of that, I don't know. You know, I think th- there's been too many. I mean, there's a famous sighting here in the 60s in we did it. Oh, we did an episode. One of the episodes we talked about it on one of the EFSs, uh, the Earth's Forbidden Secrets ones. But uh, it was 1956 or something like that, and there was a massive UFO sighting, and apparently four fighter jets chased this UFO around the sky. And then, yeah, the military came and told everyone to shut up, and you know, um, it's it's it happens all the time, you know. 
And it's like, yeah, everyone says about the UFO stuff. How come the videos aren't good? There is some very interesting videos coming out, right? There was this one that I saw, I think it might have been in South America somewhere, judging by the language they were speaking. However, this guy's just taken a video of, it might have been Rio, Moto Mario de Janeiro, I think. And he's just taking a video of everyone doing things and these lights just appear in the sky. And you hear in the background, like all these people go, what, you know, oh, what's that? You know what I mean? It's like, you can't stage that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Unless you, unless. So, you know, whilst there is a lot of, the problem that we have these days in all manners and all versions, in all types of research is uh, disinformation. You know what I mean? I think there's so much disinformation uh, that, you know, what is, what is real, what is not. But we sort of, we sort of work on what if 1% is true. Okay. So if you take 1% of the UFO stuff, what if that's true? That's reasonable. You take 1% of the ant people stuff and all that stuff. What is that's true? You know, because you can't tell me that all that documentation and all everything that's out there about those topics, that 1% not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's a story that echoes through time, it's not like, you know, you talk about UFOs, there's interesting hieroglyphs that look like UFOs. There's cave paintings that look like UFOs. There's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like it's an uncommon theme. Uh, you know, they, you know, the, the Vimana in India, you know, you talk, they talk about, you know, beings that could fly through the sky, the Sumerians, like, you know, I think um, we're obviously living under a narrative and I know you boys aren't unaware of that. And I think a lot of this stuff doesn't fit into the narrative is allowing us to uh, communicate like we are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're sharing ideas and that then expands the knowledge because I don't like bullshitting people. So if I'm telling you what I'm telling you, it's because I've researched it, and that's the that's the that's yeah. where I've come You're to. Also, it's properly, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you, and it's like almost like if now it's getting off topic, but going into something else, and only because I have heard stories about supposedly like Nicole Kidman's father being involved with like the OTO in Australia. Have you ever heard like of like any crazy stories involving them? Because I've heard that they have oh, made look, the news like in the past, but uh, yeah, quick, the kid, the kid, the, look, the, the Kidman, the Kidman family down here is is interesting. It is one of the the older families here in Australia. Look, unfortunately, mate, we we are part of that system. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there's our celebrities are just the same as yours, and they're all connected, and it's all yeah. the same shit, man. Sure. Um, there's a there's a 90 year pedophile hold on documentation that like a percentage of our last prime ministers and politicians are all part of a ring and we're not allowed to see those documents. They're shut for 90 years. However, you know, it, it seems to be the same, same stuff, man, all over. You know what I mean? There seems to be that, that, you know I mean? The, the thing about it is, is that uh, there's some evidence to suggest that the Masons escaped down here in the 1700s as well. Very interesting. Um, very interested indeed. Do you know what, like, the reason behind that was why they escaped to Australia? Because they, oh, yeah, you're opening up a rabbit hole now, mate. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) yes, yeah, so in the 1700s, so it goes, you know, we we talked a little bit about, I said, did you boys know about the triptych architecture? Okay, um, 
we did a and not to you know I'll plug my podcast you know is that we did an episode called Triptych Echoes okay and it's where we discussed the work of Richard Cassaro um, but we extended that work to and he's basically saying that a lot of the cathedrals and a lot of these Catholic uh, Coptic churches around Europe you know Westminster Abbey being one general um, you know there's in France and 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 also all over Europe. And there's these symbolism in this pagan symbolism, this masculine, feminine, and the god self. Okay, so you, you, we, as I say, we, we, we're diving into. We could go a thousand different ways here. However, and I think that's the echo of the old religion too, right? Because what the Christian religions did is they externalized the god self. Okay, whereas you are the god self, right? I am God. You are God. We are God. Now that's not um, egotistical. That's just you know, but but in order to achieve the God self, we must understand balance, which is the masculine, the feminine, the dark, the light, oh, yeah. the yin, the yang. Okay. And that is the quest. You know what I mean? Um, and that symbolism is, symbolism is echoed through so many churches. But what happened is in the 1700s, the church found out that that's what the Masons were doing. They were inserting a cult or, you know, their, their symbolism into these churches and the evidence is insane, right? And it's it's all symbols that every one of us would have seen a thousand times in our research, okay? Um, but you just got to look for them, right? And we and when they found out that the the church basically chased the Masons out of France, like caught and killed them, burned them at the stake, all that sort of stuff, beheaded them, I think, like it was pretty nasty. And a percentage of them escaped to Australia because in the early churches that we see down here, that triptych architecture is echoed, right? So we sort of took Richard's work by email. Uh, however, um, we took his work and extended it into Australia and found all the echoes of the same symbols here in our churches and in our, uh, in our uh, architecture. So that's, I think they escaped down here because no one's going to look for a year in Australia, mate. You know, when the, you know, they call us down under for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you had stuff. Uh, is there any other like you said? You had other Masonic stuff to do with uh, Australia as well, right? Yeah, uh, my grandfather was a third degree Mason, and uh, I've got a heap of his documentation, and it's quite interesting because obviously. You know, we, the Masons is a secret society, but they're also like Masons. They're stone Masons. It's trade. You know what I mean? It's it's based in how the Masons were formed. You know, the first lodge was built at the temple in Jerusalem. Okay. Um, originally, they are the echo of the builder culture. Okay. So I think, you know, that builder culture was also a very spiritual culture that echoed around the globe. And that's sort of what we, what we call them. And the skills that the Masons had to build these temples, we can't, you, I mean, in order to talk about the Masons and why I think there was a purity behind them, but it got twisted, which is pretty much like everything else, right? Um, yeah. We can't build, you know, the Acropolis in Greece, the, the Parthenon, the big stone that sits on top of the poles. We don't know how they got that up there, okay? We're not sure, right? Yeah. We don't know, okay? Now, what was that a technology? Was that an understanding? Was that, what was that that allowed them to do that? 
it, that in itself, Triffin, is fascinating, isn't it? Be like at how and mm. yeah. it's fucking crazy, man. The, we that and that is the echo of the Masons, right? They were the original stone Masons. Okay. Yeah. So I know you boys are. You want me to have a look at this lecturette? Are you want to have a look at this? So this is um, a lecturette from 1948. Okay. Now, technically, we probably shouldn't be reading this, and I probably shouldn't have it. However, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> it is what it is, mate. We're, we're very, we, I'm very grateful for what you. you're about to um, share with us. And the thing about the Mason stuff is that there's all gaps in it, right? And I think that's the um, that you have as a Mason. You've got to know what the initials mean and stuff like that. Now, through my research, I found out uh, mostly what the initials are. Okay. Um, so we talk about, so the Masons were created at the Temple of Jerusalem for the King Haram, okay? Uh, no, sorry, the King Haram was in Tyre and he sent the Dionysian architects to Jerusalem to build the temple, okay, the Temple of Solomon, which is supposedly where Solomon's treasure is or was, okay? And, you know, you could, we could have an extended discussion about what that potentially is as well. Okay. Um, however, the original Masons were actually Dionysian architects, and that's what this tells us about. Okay. Um, so, what do you want me to do, boys? There's a couple of pages here. Unfortunately, because uh, the video, we can't see it, but if there's anything that you think is worth can, reading off I can, of it. Yeah, I can read it. I can yeah. definitely read it. Um, do you want me to take you on a journey, boys? Eh? Yeah. I can do that. Oh, I can see you now. You're smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, just cigarette, a cigarette, sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's the Haram legend, okay? The Haram yeah, legend. The Haram legend, okay? Uh, I was so, sorry to I was spelling that H A H I R A M. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Haram. Okay. Haram legend. It goes into some other stuff that we're actually covering now. Yeah, it does, man. And again, this again, these is echoes, dude. All right, and this 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 might join together some stuff for you. All right, so let me let me take you on a bit of a journey. I didn't realize I'll I'll put my reading voice on. <laughs> <laughs> love it, mate. Right. I love it. Uh, owing to the fact that there is no mention in the VSL, which is the the lodge book, okay, respecting the death of Haram, which is H A B, the tradition which we refer to as the legend of the third degree has become somewhat doubted or discounted. But the absence of any record of such occurrence is no basis upon which to set up a conclusive denial that the event ever took place. It must be remembered that the VSL, or that the portion known as the OT, I'm not too sure what the OT is, uh, is essentially Jewish, recording the history and gradual development of the moral and religious character and life of that race. The death of Haram, though most lamentable and regrettable in itself played no part in the national history of the Jews and so far as they were concerned he was but one of perhaps several in the erection of the temple and without doubt there must have been many sad and unforeseen events which interrupted the work and affected the lives of vast number of workmen employed during the 20 years King Solomon was building at Jerusalem but on these also the VSL is silent suffice to say that the traditional death of HAB has been handed down for many centuries and not only was it known to the Masonic guilds of operative Masons in medieval times, 
but a token belonging to one of the Masonic bodies of the 14th century is still preserved and depicts the unmistakable representation of the tragic death of HAB. Tradition informs us that, uh, that consequent upon the death of HAB, which is Haram, who was most revered and esteemed man, as well as being skillful and clever architect, his name and the circumstances surrounding his murder, which occurred before the completion of the temple, was substituted by the Jewish members of the fraternity for the legend of Bacchus. Now, Bacchus is interesting as well, right? Because that is, uh, we can get into Baalbek and stuff like that in a second. And has ever since been preserved in the Masonic Mysteries as a legend, as the legend of the craft. Whether the death of HAB as portrayed is purely legendary or founded upon a fact connected with the building of King Solomon's temple, it nevertheless furnishes an example of the results which were produced in the character of the brother who was profiled by the precepts in which he has previously been previously, previously instructed during his Masonic journeyings. Freemasons, we, as we know it, Freemasonry, it's late for me, boys. Give me a second, all right? I need a drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Where were we? Freemasonry, as we know it, is a system which has for its aim the building of a character upon the highest principle of morality, beautified and adorned with every moral and social virtue. We are builders in the best sense of the word, not of a material structure destined destined to destruction and decay, but of a character which after our mortal remains have returned to dust and ashes will continue to exist. For that structure is our own, our immortal self. As the three grand masters whose names are identified with the building of the King Solomon's temple, their powers and talents in the erection of a temporary edifice, so it behoves us to utilize our gifts by nourishing those faculties with which we have been endowed so that they may be ever-increasing in strength and usefulness. Yeah. It's interesting, this stuff, eh? Like, I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't it's interesting. Just solves it, really. Uh, yeah. Um, so, here we've got, got a little bit low. So, thus shall we understand, in some measure, the teaching of a Masonic system and realise that the mere admission to a participation in its mysteries and privileges does not constitute the beginning and end of a Mason but rather does it provide him with the material upon which he can speculate and moralize in the framing yeah. and fashioning of a character and being led by the great Masonic lights. There's always the lights too, right? That's another one echo through as well. He will be conducted in the avenues which will lead him safely and securely through the dangers and crises of this mortal life to a glorious and eternal hereafter. Are we talking about the the, the same Minmin lights, Jeffen? Um, I don't know. It's, this is this is. I mean, this is a Masonic document. I can tell you actually. Right. I uh, considering we're reading my granddad's document. I'll tell you about a trippy thing that happened with him at his funeral in yeah. a second. Um, but we'll finish this off. Sounds yeah. Green yeah. architect should be made a hero of a legend based on a circumstance connected with the erection of the temple at Jerusalem. And peculiar it may seem too that King Solomon should have looked to Tyre for assistance in supplying him not only with materials, but also with skilled workmen, builders and architects. But Tyre was much in advance of Israel in regards to architectural science. It was the home of the Society of Builders. Okay. 
to which was exclusively confined the privilege of erecting temples and public buildings within the Tyrian kingdom. This society was known as the Fraternity of Dionysian Architects. Okay. Fraternity of... Dionysian Architects. Who were linked together by secret ties of the Dionysian Mysteries, which we've all heard of, right? And apparently the Dionysian Mysteries, that's one of the... If you get to the top of the Mason stuff, that's one of the things you get to read, apparently. Right. Uh, Into which all members had to be initiated, okay? These mysteries had been introduced into Tyre and most probably Greece and contained a peculiar legend referring to the murder of Bacchus by the Titans and his subsequent restoration to life. The existence of this order in Tyre at the time of the building of the temple is universally admitted and Haram, the skillful architect, was doubtless a member of this fraternity. And yeah, that's that's basically the end. There's a quote there from one of the guys, but it's not really anything. I mean, if we uh, Bacchus or Dionysus, the Roman Bacchus is identical with the Greek Dionysus. In the mysteries, Dionysus is identified with Osiris. Okay, again, echo, echo, echo. Okay, and he's regarded as the sun. His mysteries prevailed in Greece, Rome, and Asia, and were celebrated by the Dionysian artificers, those builders who united with the Jews in the construction of King Solomon's temple. Hence, all of all the mysteries, they are the most interesting to the Masonic student. And also when we talk about Bacchus or Dionysus, okay, the temple of Bacchus, actually I was about, I was showing you guys that there before, right? Um, I can do that quickly actually, maybe. You might be yeah, able to see it. Yeah, if you want to. Um. So this is the Temple of Bacchus. Do, 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 do. Bacchus himself is an interesting character. Yes, yeah, he is. Uh, exactly, man. Exactly. Uh, he's the um, yeah, the god of uh, the god of wine. Yes, it's like uh, like we like Aries and uh, yeah, drug, drug, few, sex, and uh, rock and roll, man. That's oh yes, yeah. but yeah, he's uh, fa- fascinating. It really is. Of, um, so this, link it, link it other deities. Yeah. See, this here, what we're looking at, the columns is part of the Roman architecture, okay? However, what's interesting about Bacchus, look at those stones down here, okay? Now, they are giant, okay? These ones even more so, okay? Look at the size of that oh, stone. Shit. All right? Uh, now, there is nine of those in the platform that makes up the Baalbek Temple. Okay, which nine. is dedicated to the god nine, right? Oh. Now, I was in logistics for 20 years, boys. Okay, it was my job to move weird shit from one place to another. Okay, <laughs> and we don't have the ability to move these stones today. No, um, it's um, there, they, there they are. There, look at that one, two, an, three. An impossible, sir. Mm. And they call this. They call this the stone of the pregnant woman. This is like sixteen hundred tons. Okay. Holy shit! Sixteen hundred tons. Was already cut out. Now, how did they cut them? How did they cut them? And how did they move them? What? Uh, oh, we're into Gobekli Tepe there, but um, what? It's you know, and th- this is the Masons, man. This is what the Masons were. Okay. Uh, 
that the knowledge that comes down to the Masons is was the ability to do that, right? Extraordinary, and it, it really is. echoes to the builder culture. Um, and again, you'd start looking into megalithic architecture, and it's literally all over the globe. Okay, and but also, if you look deeper, it goes into the triptych, right? Which is the God self, man. Which is the spiritual stuff that we we're constantly yeah. trying to chase. Okay, you know, I think one of the um, always when we talk about understanding being human, right? It's it's the on one hand, you were a drop in the ocean, the ocean forgot about. Okay, that's how little and nothing you are. But on the other hand, you are the most powerful creator that ever existed, ever. And the human condition is trying to balance those two yeah. know, and understand. And, and that not only is it in the building, but it's in the architecture and the symbolism and the, man, it's it's crazy. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And I mean everywhere, okay? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a quick list of the sites that are megalithic sites. I can do that quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not it. You boys don't want to hear about white card. That's my that's my teaching job. Oh, yeah. what, mate? <laughs> don't worry. Give me a second. Uh, where are we? Okay. Uh, it's funny how your sharing works fine. It's just your video doesn't. It's weird, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't. You don't need to see my ugly mug anyway, Patriot. Don't worry about well, it. Man. It just keeps catching you, like in funny positions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. As long as, as, long as, it's, as long as it's entertaining, that's all I'm. That's all I'm asking. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a um, this is a presentation that I put together uh, a couple of years ago. We we're actually gonna was actually gonna do a um, uh, conference, but yeah. As really? the last couple, the couple of years, the last couple of years has been interesting for all of us. Yeah. Um, however, that's a list of the known megalithic sites, and add Italy to that as well. So, for those that can't see it, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Indonesia, Israel, Japan, Laos, Lebanon, Micronesia, South Korea, Syria, Tonga, Turkey, England, France, Germany, Spain, Spain, Bahamas, Costa Rica, Cuba, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, United States, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Peru, Greece, Ireland, Malta, Netherlands, Russia, Scotland, Australia, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, and add Italy (laughs) into that as well. Yeah. So when I say that the megalithic culture and these things that we're talking about, the spiritual culture and the nature of this literally echoes around the globe, I'm dead serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I tell you what, yeah. mate. For you, for you to uh, to be have gone deep as, I mean, we're fucking scratched the surface here. It, that <laughs> must have taken some time. That for you to look into all that, mate. Must yeah, have. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think this is the uh, one of the things I'm beginning to realise is that I am actually thousands of hours into the research now. You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. yeah, this isn't. Uh, this, yeah, is, this is very similar in, in a way to what uh, of how deep you were and look score with you when you, you know, when you 
researching it. <laughs> I was just thinking just, about just one topic. I was thinking just when he said that, I was like, I wonder how many hours I'm going to waste on skinwalking right now. Because <laughs> like that's that's like been weeks, and we're like, fuck, this is probably going to be like five episodes. That's like a lot of shit. The, the problem is with this stuff, mate, you know, and it, and all these topics link together to Patriot, you know Oh, what I mean? yeah, that's the, that's I think so, thing. for sure. That's why we cover them, too, yeah. Mm, you know? Yeah, um, it all links together. But do you want to do you want to hear about it? I'm not, we're supposed to talk paranormal, but I've, I've sort of taken you on a rabbit hole. But no, I'll that's tell you. totally fine. No, that's totally fine. Yeah, this um, really this is all fucking golden, this. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, well, I it's can tell uh, you. It's information, isn't it? Considering we just, uh, you know, we just read my grandfather's documents, I'll tell you a little story about what happened with him on the day that uh, we buried him, actually. Okay. Uh, so I was at his funeral and basically, and look, he was a, had a great influence on my life, okay? Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the reasons I am today who I am is, is because of him, for sure. Oh, it's um, brilliant for you to say that, mate. It really is. And... Um, well, he, he used to ride a bike, right? So he used to ride bikes on dirt roads, and that, that's what I do for fitness. I ride a mountain bike, um, and I've got his initials on the frame. So, um, Oh, brilliant, that, mate. And, uh, but, yeah, anyway, so we were at his funeral, and uh, I was a bit, you know, I was not in a real good way, as you can imagine. And he yeah. said in his will he wanted all the eldest, grand, uh, the eldest grandsons to carry him out. Now... We've got two brands of car down here, Holden and Ford, right? It's basically GM versus Ford, okay? Right. And but it, it's 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 for a long time in Australia, it was like you're either Holden or you're Ford, and that's it, okay? Uh, like Chevy and Ford in the states, right? There's a there's a tribalism to it. And uh, my granddad was a Holden man his whole life, right? Actually, talk about Mason stuff. Uh, my dad tells a story that granddad never had to, he never saw granddad pay for a new car. Right, granddad would just get sick of his old car, so I'm going to come and pick it up and a new one to be dropped off. <laughs> so I'm watching it too, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're, I'm literally carrying his coffin, okay, sliding into the back of the hearse, and I notice that the hearse is a Ford, and I hear granddad's voice as clear as a bell. It could have at least got me a fucking Holden. And I... <laughs> I was like, I almost said like aloud, yeah, right, I know, mate, I noticed that as I'm sliding his coffin into the thing, you know what I mean? And uh, so, but he was, and interestingly, even though I was a bit uh, distraught, as you can imagine, they yeah. did a Masonic ceremony at his funeral. They used really? the handbag, yeah, they used the handbag, oh. you know, the handbag symbol that's in everything. They used like a, a basket that had a long handle on it. They used the apron, they used the the plant did it a whole Masonic ceremony as well, man. It was very oh, I bet that was, um, but that was incredible. Mm. The handbag. I never actually, the handbag. You know what? I've always wondered what, I, I, what is that handbag? Do you not, you don't know what the handbag is, Patriot? The handbag. Well, I've, uh, I've, I know that like with, uh, you see that in like a lot of old, like, uh, you know, Art and stuff in different, you know, yeah, different places the of the world. The but I didn't know that Mason's had one. So there you go, boys. That's that's in Gobekli Tepe. That's the oldest megalithic site on the planet, going back twelve thousand years, and that's one of the oldest representations of the handbag. However, fascinating. 
as far as rock art's concerned, the oldest representations of the handbaggers are here, down under. Yeah, it's here in Australia. Yeah, and what's in the bag? I don't know. I don't know what's in the bag. Don't know what's in the bag. I don't know, man. The cat's out the bag. Yeah, so, psychedelics. Yeah. I Can't honestly think bag, man. It could be psychedelics, man. Could be. Hey, good show, Never man. Know. Could be. Bag of mushies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big bag of weed, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, man. Could be. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky fuckers on there. So where do you boys want to go? What do you want to talk about? Actually, you know what? I was going to I figured we'd end at like around ten thirty anyway, so we're almost there. So I think yeah, that was good. good. It's I'm like good. an hour. I we did over an hour anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're in, we're in over now. So, what do you want to finish on, man? Oh, uh, actually, I was gonna say if you just wanted to like, I, mean, I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to cover, and then you could just wrap it up. You can plug your stuff. If there was anything specific that you'd like to touch on before you go? No, nah, man. Look, I I um I enjoyed sitting down tonight. It's uh, a, a lot of that stuff. <laughs> you know your handbag well. I'm sure you do, mate. That's not the one we're talking about, right? Um, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Fucking hell, man. There's always one in there, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, It's great. Um, No, look, it was a privilege to be on. A lot of that stuff was off. Good good talk. Thank you, for real. Yeah, yeah. Look, a lot of that that stuff was off the cuff, boys. So, you know, if you want to, um, yeah, we can... We can do. We I'm happy to come back another time if you want definitely. to dig deeper into that stuff. And, oh and, yeah, uh, no, I'm definitely uh, interested in having you back on again for sure. I'd love um, to hear about stuff like that down there. Yeah, yeah man. Look, I, I didn't. I didn't get to half of my paranormal stories. However, I told a couple of them. Um, look, I think you know spirituality and and to me is that I'm I'm a student of 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 all. I think it's a, a, a what are they called? Omniism. You know, student, student of life. Of all, yeah, student of life, a student of all yeah, cultures, yeah. all religions. You know what I mean? And I mean, I've had spiritual experiences in Papua New Guinea. You know what I mean? There's, I had some interesting stuff happen to me over there. I nearly yeah. died over there, actually. Um, and uh, you know what we're chasing, and I think everyone's got their experiences if they if they're honest. You know, yeah. Maybe, this stuff yeah, that I was talking uh, about tonight. You know, we, we all got to choose our disciplines, and the. Uh, the ancient history and the, the 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 builder culture and that that spiritual culture that once existed called to me, uh, and um, and the reason I do it is because I think there's answers in the past that can help us in the present that will help us define our future. Uh-huh. Okay, and there's a reason that they left all this stuff in big fucking stone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's a yeah, reason. Yeah, you couldn't that, have worded that any better, actually. The truth of, you know. No, I think you're um, very yeah, right with that. You know, and it's all connected, you know, I mean, as I say, I've been listening to you boys and, and some of the topics you've been talking about and, you know, you can draw parallels to all of this stuff. Yeah, um, for sure, mate, for sure. It's, it, it's all the same story, boys. It's all the same symbols. It's all the same. And, and you know, you know something as well, I don't think it's not a coincidence. No, it's definitely not. No, there's not. No, um, no there- now, how, how many coincidences? We call them coincidi down here. That's a word we totally made up. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but um, how many coincidi do you need before we can, you know, yeah. call something? I know, mate. What it I is, know. You know? Um, it is what it is, isn't it? 
know. Actually, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'll finish on, boys. I'm going to show you something because I like to get an opinion on this. Sure. I um, I found uh, we're calling it the imprint, okay? And the I found imprint. It, the imprint, yeah. Um, and again, I'm not. I'm doing this on the fly, so bear with me a second. Um, but we'll only show it's. It, uh, I'm only showing it to you because I like to get opinions because I don't know what it is, and you know it's one of those things that we need to share. Sure, um, let's see this now. Uh, trying to find the better picture of it. Uh, and this is something that you've. This is something that I yeah. This is something that I found here. In, here it is. Got him. This is something that I found in Australia. Okay, uh, I'll just share it here, and then uh, we can leave it here. Oh, that's not right. I'll figure this out next time. No, no mistakes, right? No mistakes. There's no mistakes here. Okay? Not making any mistakes anyway, mate. It's been this fucking is... brilliant. This. Okay, so you can't really see it there right but that's the imprint that i'm talking about okay right um but i took some closer so this is there it is there right see that okay. sort of cross that mate oh. it's some sort of cross yeah it's like it's weird, weird that, isn't it? okay now this is i actually went and did a like a dig on it like a field trip right so i took my yeah. measuring tape i took all this stuff and so as you as you sort of go through i mean that looks strange okay but then you got to start to ask yourself, how did they do that? Okay, so this is the different variations of it, right? Yeah. And what's interesting is that if you keep going, it is an exact 90-degree right angle, okay? So there's no right angles in nature, boys, okay? Uh, so when, when we – so then we back out of it, right? So then we look at it like that. That is a sandstone, Okay. Now that has been imprinted into the sandstone. That's now, I, I sent I sent a piece of this stone from this site to a geologist, and I said, "What you know?" And I, and I sent him some of these photos, yeah. and I said, "Mate, what what's going on here?" So, like, a, I got no idea what that is, and B, this is a sandstone, and it melts at basically two thousand plus degrees Celsius. Oh damn! Okay. Uh, so whatever put that imprint into the stone. It, Okay, so it was still in a liquid state or it was that hot that it melted that imprint into the stone or there was something that was in there and that's what we're seeing the leftovers of, okay? Um, yeah. I don't know. This is a genuine piece of Upart. It's an out-of-place artifact and no one knows what it is. Oh uh, yeah, that is very right. fucking weird. Uh, it does look like I mean, it looks like some kind of weird cross. But I mean, for somebody to uh, spend the time to do all that, especially well, the thing is too, I spoke to some stonemasons. Yeah, okay. So you know, like I say, boys, I, I do my research, right? So I spoke to a couple of stonemason friends of mine. I, I sent these photos to them, and they basically said there's no way with modern tools to make that turn. Okay, so you couldn't use a grinder or you know what I mean? There's no way to make that exact 90-degree right-angle turn with the current tools we have today. Yeah. Yeah. Without so, sort of... <laughs> you know? And, and what's interesting... Yeah, what, what's, in, 
What's interesting as well is that this is from a meeting place, okay? So surrounding here, there's axe grinding places. So this is where the indigenous used to meet and sharpen their tools. And this has been right. a meeting place for who knows how many thousands of years, okay? But what's interesting too, if we fast forward a little bit and then I'll shut up. However, I, um, I did a bit of digging, right? You can see. And I sent these photos to the geologist, right? And he basically said that this has been cut. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's some precision kind of. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, is the, there's the imprint in the top right-hand corner there. Is, this a, is that a jig for a machine or something? You know what I mean? Like, who knows, right? Um, but there's all sorts of weird stuff around here. That, and it looks like the stone has been cut. I mean, look at that. Oh, yeah. Man, that's impressive. That really is. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's a genuine piece of Aussie Oops art, boys. Um, and, yeah, I don't know I don't know what that, you know, if we go back, what that imprint is, boys. I don't know. Um, however, it's something that was made and imprinted into that stone. I don't know, man. That's very uh, interesting. But it's uh, it's an echo of crazy, a, that, man. it's an echo of another time, boys. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and that's about it for me, boys. Thank you very much, hey. Thank you. I really appreciate your time, and thanks for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, oh. look us up: Instagram, Facebook, Unlocking the Code. As I say, we're about to turn five. Uh, we're just an Aussie indie podcast, uh, just doing our thing down here. And uh, you know, over the years, we've We've, you know, I've got listeners all over the states and all over the UK and uh, and all over Asia as well. So, um, yeah, really appreciate all the listeners and and anyone else who wants to jump on and have a listen to a couple of Aussie blokes talk some interesting stuff. That'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, well, when I get off of here, I'm going to get your links from you, and I'll make sure I put them in the show notes with the show as well. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So no worries. Um, uh, and yeah, look, I mean, yeah, then I'm happy to come wow. back anytime. Choose, choose a topic, and we can. Uh, oh, definitely. Pull my definitely. Pull my pull my string, mate. And you obviously, you, I, I won't. <laughs> we'll be honest to get you back <laughs> on, Chris, and it really would. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Probably that, figure that like was maybe, fucking fascinating, that mate. Um, really, yeah, have you really come was. back in like another month or so, and we'll uh, have a specific topic, and we'll uh, definitely. I, I really oh, would love mate. to. It really would. Love to have you back on again. Thank you. Yeah, no worries, man. That Too was awesome. boys. Thanks very much, eh? Really yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll make sure your links are on the bottom for anybody who's uh, listening. Uh, his links will be added to the bottom. Uh, Lee's links will be in the bottom. My links will be in the bottom. Uh, thank you all for the people who jumped in the uh, – there was no nobody in the, the speaker, but uh, the YouTube live. Uh, thank you all for uh, jumping in. We had Helen, uh, Blake, Jonah – uh we got eric a couple other people uh thank you all you're always uh, you're always here when we go live appreciate it we always have a good Incredible. time it really is yes thank you um, and uh that is the... fucking... say it again sorry Lee? mate go on go on i'm ranting away i'm just, <laughs> it's just a... support's <laughs> fucking uh it's extraordinary uh we mm. really appreciate it yes seriously and that's why we do these lives because i like for us to be able to interact with uh, the listeners you know yeah so, that's been cool it's been cool to see you know see the comments it's uh that's excellent and you know thank yeah, you like to everyone who, who tuned in and uh it's it's been a privilege boys awesome oh. and that is the end of another uh freaky fridays so until uh until the next one everybody be well yeah later thank Thanks, you everybody yeah. later thank you everybody